You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Maria Guardado, who covers the Angels for MLB.com. And Maria may have been the busiest person here at the winter meetings because we uncovered some news. Maria, you've been following the story from the beginning about Shohei Otani and his UCL. So I'm just going to let you kind of talk and tell from the start what's been going on with him. Sure. So, you know, one uh, kind of a buzzy headline that, that came out last night uh, from Yahoo Sports was the fact that uh, Shohei Otani has a, a grade one sprain of his uh, right ulnar collateral ligament in his throwing elbow. Um, and, you know, while that sounds pretty scary, uh, it's, it's you know, apparently the least severe type of UCL injury that you could have. Um, although, you know, there is the risk of, you know, that it could eventually uh, require surgery to repair if it, you know, if it gets much worse. But, um, you know, he received a PRP injection in October to kind of help with some of the healing. Uh, the Angels were totally aware of this. They knew about all this, right? Yes. Okay. This was made aware to all teams as part of the medical res- report that was kind of distributed by Major League Baseball. So all the teams were aware of this, and it didn't stop them from trying to go after him. Yeah, so I that's think. Right. You know, if and the Angels themselves put Otani through a, a pretty thorough physical uh, before they even signed him. So okay. clearly, they're aware of this of this you know issue, if you even want to call it that. Um, but you know, right now, it, it's not gonna it's not the type of injury that's gonna you know prevent him from pitching or pursuing his dream of becoming that two way player in the majors. So right. while it is something I think to keep an eye on long term, I don't think it's it's something that's immediately going to you know result in some sort of you know inability to play or anything right. like that. So, okay, are we reassuring Angels fans that he will be at spring training, he will be making the big league roster pending anything crazy, and people will be watching him pitch and hit? Is that right? Yeah, I think I do think that that, that, uh, that is accurate. Uh, Otani mania will continue, <laughs> I'm sure, unabated um, until, you know, you know, you know, God forbid anything else happens. So, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I think I think he's still set to show up in spring training, uh, you know, next next February uh, and, and kind of get the get, get his transition to the major started. It was a circus here in Orlando. Uh, that was Tuesday night when all of this came out. But like you said, you've been following the story. The teams knew about this. So everyone can unpress that panic button for a second, especially Angels fans. Maria, you were at the press conference, his welcome press conference uh, in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was last Saturday, so we yes. had, it hasn't even been a week. And I was watching it, and I was I was watching him kind of crack jokes about Mike Trout and what number he was going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even, like, wished Trout congratulations. And he seemed to have a pretty good personality. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to me just because, I mean, you hear so much about him. You know, you see all the highlights of his 500-foot home runs and him hitting, you know, triple digits on the radar gun. But I felt like... You know, the man himself was, was was a bit of a mystery, and I feel like he kind of started to to peel the layers back a little bit during this introductory news conference at Angel Stadium. You know, as you mentioned, he was kind of you know he he concluded his opening remarks by congratulating his new teammate Mike Trout on his wedding. Yeah. Uh, you know, he when he was asked why he chose to wear number 17, he joked, you know, well I actually wanted 27, <laughs> right. which of course is Trout's number. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think you you saw a little bit of the you know the turn of 23 year old and him come out. Um, you know, yeah. I think it, it's pretty clear that he's comfortable in the spotlight but you know again this is a guy who's been famous since he was a teenager so um, you know I think I think he, he really has that aura, aura of a star and I think it's just you know time to for him to, to really prove that he can be that star on the field as well as off the field. Absolutely so I have, I have so many questions for you. Uh, <laughs> the next one let's talk about the six-man rotation. Yes. That, that's, a, that's a possibility Billy Edler talked about that that they could try to do that. How does that work for the Angels? Yeah so there, there are a couple of reasons why this arrangement 
arrangement, which is unconventional, would make sense for the Angels. One one is the fact that you know in in Japan, Shohei Otani uh, typically pitched once a week, so I think that there's right. there's kind of a desire to to you know preserve that structure in place, especially since uh, he really hasn't pitched more than 160 innings or so in a single season in, in the MPB. So there's a de- desire to kind of manage his workload, especially since he'll obviously be attempting to, to be a part-time de- designated hitter as well. So that's one way to kind of keep his workload in check. Um, another thing is that the Angels' rotation has just been decimated by injuries the past two seasons. So, you know, there, there you know there's some belief that, you know, giving all these guys an extra day of rest could kind of help minimize injuries by giving them, a, you know, an extra day to recover. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that's in play. And just also the fact that a lot of their starters have options so they can kind of shuffle uh, you know between the minors if necessary and you know with the new CBA they're going to be uh, four extra off days so you know that's another kind of scheduling quirk that that you know could help facilitate this arrangement for the Angels. Are there any negatives to the Angels doing this? Obviously guys are used to consistency they have a routine they don't break that they've been pitching every fifth day for however long they've been playing baseball so but are that, that maybe is a negative, but anything else that could arise? Sure. I mean, I think that, you know, the Angels, I feel like, still haven't really reached out to their current starters that are, you know, have been in their rotation about this possibility. Yes, they, I mean they're definitely gonna, you know, have discussions with their starters. But like you said, I mean, you know, the, the there's a possibility that some of them might not be as receptive to the idea of, you know, changing the routine up yeah. a little bit. But the other implication is financial, of course, uh, because you know. There are some guys who are heading into free agency after next season. And, you know, in free agency, things like, you know, wins, innings, you know, all those things are, you know, affect your market. Um, And, you know, that same is true for for, uh, players who are eligible for arbitration, where those same statistics are kind of factored into calculating raises. So, you know, there could could be some resistance from players. But, you know, in talking with Billy Epler, he just, you know, was really, to him, the, the, the larger point is, of this, the, the largest benefit of this arrangement would just be uh, keeping these guys healthy, which you know, has sure. been has been a challenge for them the last two seasons. So if he, you know he be, he thinks that that would be the major selling point to the rest of his starters to kind of get him on board with this plan. Yeah, we were kind of doing the math about what it would mean to their numbers, how many less games they would be pitching, and I think it came between like uh, four and six less starts which is pretty significant when you think about that they you know not every starter qualifies for all of the titles that you can earn in the game but it that's a pretty good amount of games you're not pitching in and guys are so competitive they want to be out there every day they want to be doing whatever they can but um i'm wondering have you have you heard from any players anyone about this Uh, i have not yet but i'm sure that you know that, that will be coming up soon. That's yeah. probably the next kind of frontier of this story. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested to hear a lot of, you know, their side of the story, their perspective, how, how receptive they would be to this idea. Yeah. Okay, so my next question for you is when you first get to spring training and see Shohei Otani, and let's say you get a, let's say you get a one-on-one with him, what's the first question you're going to ask him? Oh, oh boy. Um, t- you know, I'm not sure. Maybe you know what his relationship with Mike Trout is like. You know, who knows <laughs> yeah. what he what he sent him as a wedding present. <laughs> no, uh, you know, in all honesty, I just say I, I mean, I'm just curious to to hear you know what you know what what the whole recruiting process was like for him. I mean, it, it seems like it was really a world whirlwind that kind of you know drew in teams from all over the league, right. um, and he ended up making his decision quite 
fast. I mean, he had until I believe December 21st or 22nd to make that choice, and he really, you know, kind of less than a week, right? By the he, time he was yes. posted, that was Friday, mm -hmm. and then uh, he he was ready. He made his decision. Sure, and yeah, and I also just would like to see you know get a little bit more clarity about why exactly he joined the Angels. I feel like that's yeah. still a bit of a mystery. I mean, you know, when he was asked about that, he just kind of kept saying, you know, I just had a feeling. You know, I just you know it seems like he just clicked, but just a you know, who knows? You know, maybe there was some some other element to it that hasn't come out yet but will in the yeah. future you're gonna dig it up i'm sure <laughs> so listen just because the angels signed the japanese babe ruth this epic two-way guy doesn't mean they're finished yet what else is on their wish list uh number one second baseman uh that's still you know their biggest remaining hole yeah. um you know another they're probably looking to bolster their their third base depth as well you know perhaps uh, adding a right-handed hitter to kind of platoon with luis valbuena okay. um you heard any names anyone throwing out any names one guy that you know it would make a lot of sense yeah. for the Angels in that kind of role would be Eduardo Nunez, uh, okay. just because he's a guy who's very versatile, can play a lot of spots, and that will also be key because if the Angels were to go to a six-man rotation, they would have one less position player on their bench. So right. versatility is going to be really key for them to so kind of that, that yes. Whole situation <laughs> is people don't think about how many different changes could come from that. Sure. Um, and another guy, Todd Frazier, actually, is, is yeah. a guy who they've been linked to. So, And, you know, him and, and Mike, Mike Trout are both Jersey boys. So right. that would be a, another interesting duo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can only imagine the conversation. Yes. Lots of talk about Wawa, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about that. Okay. Yeah, that would be good television, you know. Yeah. So. Okay, so let's spotlight Kevin Maitan. Uh, sure. Why should Angels fans be so excited about this guy? Sure. So, uh, you know, Kevin Ma this this deal still hasn't been announced Officially by, officially by the Angels, right. just as but our friend Jesse Chan Sanchez has reported that they reached an agreement with him for I believe 2.2 million. Um, so coming from the Braves, yes. Yeah, so he was one of the prospects who was recently released by Major League Baseball. You know, after their thorough investigation into violations of international signings on part of the, the former Braves front office. So um, you know, he was a guy who was really at the you know the most kind of the prize of the inter, of his international class about yeah. a year ago and. The Braves originally signed him for about $4 million, so, you know, the Angels kind of got him at, you know, that half of that cost. And he's young, he's 19? Yes, he's 17, 17-year-old shortstop. Uh, yeah. You know, there's some questions of whether he'll stick at short. Um, you know, some people think that he'll eventually end up somewhere else on the infield, but, yeah, yeah I mean, he's a guy who has a lot high ceiling, um, which, you know, the Angels' farm system has not had a ton of those guys in, in the past, so uh, I think he, he's someone to definitely keep an eye on and to, you know, someone who could potentially impact this club in the future. All right, I love it. Anything else, Maria? Anything <laughs> missing? We've got one day left. Rule 5 is on Thursday. We're chatting it on Wednesday today. Uh, any Anything else you think is going to come out of Orlando? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know if the Angels will, will take someone in the Rule 5 draft. They, they do have room on their 40-man roster, but, you know, I don't know if there are any guys that they're kind of looking out for, so we'll see. We're going to see. All right, I'm Danny Wexelman. This is Maria Guardado, who covers the Angels for MLB.com. We'll talk to you guys soon.